Welcome back to the Shred Takes podcast show. I'm glad you guys are joining us today. On this show today, we're going to have a new guest on the podcast, Sam Hofstetter from Boston College. He's going to break down the college football championship of the, of the playoff. And also, we're going to talk a little bit NFL draft and get his thoughts about certain mock drafts that have won out. So that will be on in just a minute. So stay tuned for that. And also, I will break down later in the show a little bit of stuff within the NBA that has been going on, what I think initially about the next surge of games and all that kind of stuff, and what I think about my New York Knicks. So I'll talk all about that on this next episode of the show. So stay tuned. Welcome back. So I'm with a new guest today, Sam Hofstetter. So I had his brother Max on back in the summer. Uh, Max, as you guys know, is the music guy. Sam is the college football NFL draft guy. If you really want to know a lot about college sports, Football specifically, he's very good with that. So, Sam, thank you so much for being back on the show. I wanted to break down because you got your own mock draft, and I've looked into Todd McShay's mock draft, which I disagree with some stuff there. But I wanted to see who you have on your draft board so we can uh, you know, decipher that whole list together. Thank you, Mike, for having me on this podcast. It's, uh, it's great. So, um, starting with my mock draft, um, I haven't looked at Todd McShay's mock draft, but uh, – I think uh, the clear-cut number one overall pick has to be Trevor Lawrence to, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It just makes sense. It would make sense for their tanking that, you know, he would go number one, and there's no argument for Justin Fields going ahead of him for any reason. Even if Justin Fields wins a national championship, I think he's deserving of number two, but no higher for sure. Um, for number two, I think the Jets are going to take Justin Fields. I've seen – I've seen rumors that they might take Panay as an offensive lineman, but um, I don't see that happening just because, like, the Jets need a quarterback. I mean, they have Makai Becton, and I don't see a, a reason for them to draft an offensive lineman and not have a quarterback. So it would be a shame for the organization to not draft Justin Fields. And then after that, I think, is where it gets interesting because you have the Miami Dolphins at three, and – they're the clear cut winners of this draft. I mean, they have so much say in where this draft can go because they can either go for a lineman like Panay, which if they don't trade out of that position, I think they will take him because he's definitely the best uh, position left. But um, there's a scenario that I see happening. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are sitting at five and they need an offensive lineman desperately. And there's no one really better for that position than Panay. And I can see possibly a trade with the Dolphins. I can see the Dolphins trading down to five for some assets or draft position and the Bengals perhaps taking Panay. And with that being said, the Dolphins uh, would be at five. And I see them taking a wide receiver like Devontae Smith, who's definitely deserving of being the number one wide receiver. Um, at position four, you have the Atlanta Falcons. And I've seen in a few mock drafts that uh, they think they're going to take a quarterback to replace Matt Ryan. I do not think that's going to happen. I don't know what their opinion about that is, but they just fired their head coach. And I don't see any way of them moving on from Matt Ryan. He's a great talent. He's not, he's only been in the league for maybe 10 years, not even. And I see them better a better pick would probably be in the defensive position just because most of their games were lost because of 
big leads that they let up. And that was a big joke on the Atlanta Falcons that they, you know, had a lot of big leads and it just never, they lost, I think like five or six of them because they were up by like 30. So the smart move would definitely be take a defensive player. And the best prospect that I see on the board for linebacker position would probably be Micah Parsons who opted out of, uh, this season because of COVID-19, but uh, he's still definitely probably the best prospect to pick. Um, moving down, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, who it's tough to say what they will do because their their organization has a uh, interesting take on uh, drafting players. But um, I think the smart move, if they were to really take it serious, uh, would be to take the best cornerback on the board with Patrick Sertan. Um, I just think that, you know, the Eagles secondary has always been known for being bad and Darius Slay isn't cutting it anymore due to his age and the ridiculous contract they gave him. So Patrick Sertain at number six would be smart. Um, number seven, uh, you have the Detroit Lions, who I think have a very interesting position to take on this right here. So they could go definitely a defensive position or a wide receiver. I can totally see them, you know, wanting to help Matthew Stafford improve his game, but I can also see them taking a quarterback. I mean, it, they, there's nothing to say that they won't move on for Matthew Stafford. They can totally do, you know, an Aaron Rodgers situation where they draft a, a first round quarterback and get him fired up for an MVP like season, or they get rid of him like a uh, Josh Rosen maybe, and just deal him away somewhere else to get some, some assets. So I think the Detroit Lions maybe will take Zach Wilson or maybe a Trey Lance. Either one of them would be a great pick for that team. Just to interrupt you, um, just because I know I have some uh, other fans' bases that are looking into this. So, you know, obviously going through all the 30 teams, it's going to take a little while. But yeah. I actually, so based on what you had, I'm going to tell you a little different where, where some other experts had. Some guys have, have Justin Fields going 15th to the Patriots. Um, I'm, I'm talking about Tom McShay specifically. Yes. He has Zach Wilson going four to Atlanta and he has Panay going the second overall pick. Hmm. Um, uh, based on what he said, he said that, you know, based on Justin Fields overall kind of season this year, that there's been some good glimpses, but also some not so great games that if you put him in the jets, he might struggle as opposed to the Patriots. I was wondering with let's let's look at the Giants specifically and the Patriots, right? Who do you see going to those teams? Because with the Giants, I would say you really need you're either going to look at a quarterback or you're going to look at I think upgrading your offensive line of some sort because I think you have decent weapons on the outside and your running game I think is decent, right? Quarterback and the offensive line are questionable, so I want to see where you go with the Giants. So for the New York Giants. Um... I don't think they are ready to move on from Daniel Jones just yet. I think one more season would definitely be the right move, at least for their draft position. It would be probably not the best idea to draft a quarterback um, and offensive linemen as they go. I mean, if there's one that's available, I'm not too, you know, educated on the offensive linemen other than Panay, but if there's a strong, you know, candidate, I could totally see the Giants picking one. However, if a player like Jamar Chase is dropping on the board, I mean, I could see the Giants picking him too. I mean, they, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're definitely well known at picking, you know, first round wide receivers from LSU, you know, with Odell Beckham. 
I can totally see them picking him considering, you know, last season when they picked uh, Andrew Thomas. I mean, it's a, you know, what it was a good pick, but, you know, I feel like there was some question to be made on that pick too. So if they were to actually go with an offensive lineman, I don't know if they would make the best decision either. So, I mean, Dave, I mean, they also have Dave Gettleman coming back for another season. So that's a, that's a big scare, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I think there's a couple angles they can take, but I, I can say for certainty that they're not going to take a quarterback. It would probably be an offensive lineman or perhaps a, a skilled player like Jamar Chase. Um, going to the Patriots, um, on, my uh, on my mock draft, I have um, Zach Wilson being drafted already and Justin Fields being drafted already. But I do think the Patriots will go for a quarterback. And just in my opinion, if based on that, the only two that are left are Mac Jones and uh, Trey Lance. And I can just totally see Bill Belichick drafting a Mac Jones. It just seems like such a thing that just destined to happen, even though, you know, Bill Belichick is very known for picking obscure players and weird rounds, you know, picking a division two cornerback in the second or third round. I mean, that was a questionable pick to say the least, but I can totally see the Patriots picking Mac Jones as their quarterback to move on from Cam Newton. And even though I don't know if Bill Belichick is willing to waste the first rounder on him, I think it's the right move, at least for the organization. So my next question is pertaining more to college football. So the first one is the re your reaction to the Heisman and also who do you see winning the winning it all um, in college football? Right. Uh, I think the Heisman was, was done perfectly. I think for the first time ever, I think a wide receiver was very well deserving of the, uh, the trophy. I mean, he had what, 20 touchdowns, I think over 1600 yards. I mean, that's, that's nothing, that's nothing to joke about. I think the last Heisman, I think the, all the Heisman winners who were receivers had maybe 15 touchdowns at the very most, or maybe not even 1200 yards. This kid blew it out of the water. I mean, this kid was well-deserving. And the other thing is all the quarterbacks who were in, you know, the discussion were, it was a close, I mean, it was a close race. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence was definitely the most, you know, unique season, I think out of all the quarterbacks, How, but the only problem was he missed two games. If he had a full season, I think he could have been in a more, uh, interesting discussion with um, Devontae Smith, but uh, I think they made the right decision with the Heisman. I think he's deserving and it's only going to help his draft stock. But uh, going on to the uh, national championship game, uh, you know, I, I love to, I would love to, for Ohio State to win it. That'd be just such a cool thing for them to pull off the, the upset again after beating Clemson and their magical season back in 2014 is no different, you know, as the I think it was the first year that they, they, they brought about the 14 playoff and they, they shocked the world. I mean, they could definitely shock the world again on Monday, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's just, I feel like Alabama has every answer to Ohio state, but Ohio state doesn't have every answer to Alabama. And what I mean by that is Alabama has, you know, weapons like Najee Harris, for example, I think Ohio state can definitely stop him from getting maybe a five touchdown game like he's done in the past. You know, Ohio State has big defensive linemen and big linebackers that could definitely do the job. But, you know, Devontae Smith, I don't think there's an answer. Ohio State has a, already a weak secondary. It's been shown in games against Indiana and even in the game against Clemson, even though they did win by a large margin, they were letting up some big plays. And 
all you need is Devontae Smith to have a couple of good routes and he has four touchdowns. So could be a competitive game, but I don't, I don't think so. What do you think makes Alabama? Cause you look at it like programs like Ohio state, like a Clemson, like Notre Dame and all those other teams, right? Texas A&M had a great year, but every year, every, every year, everyone predicts Alabama to be national champion. And they usually are always in the conversation. Why do you think that is? I think it's just recruiting and coaching, obviously, the simple answers. But I don't know if you think it's anything else besides that. Well, I, 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 I would definitely say it's the coaching for, like you said, for, for sure. I mean, Nick Saban as a presence. I mean, who doesn't want to play for him? I mean, he has, what, six national championships. He is definitely the, the best coach to be coached under. If you want to go to the NFL, you best be going to Alabama. I mean, that's if like for someone who wants to go to play pro, that's the place where you're going to put all your eggs in one basket and go to that one school. It just happens to be Alabama because that's where Nick Saban's coaching and they're successful. I mean, they're undefeated this season. They're the clear cut favorites for the national championship. Who, I mean, if you're a college football player who has, you know, potential to go to the NFL, I mean, who wouldn't want to go to Alabama and compete every single season for a title, you know, and they're recruiting shows i mean they're always a top five recruiting team and their talent they always have first rounders always so i think at alabama for sure you know it's just i think the success along with the coaching for as long as nick saban stays there is gonna remain the top dog the top dog the one thing i want so i wanted to break off i know you'll know some nfl stuff too i wanted to talk about so i'm gonna give you my playoff predictions for the first round and then you can vary it based on how what you think so i kind of did it so if i'm looking at the two seven matchups in both i think the saints hammered the bears and i think that the bills hammered the colts um the three six matchups in both which is uh pittsburgh and cleveland and seattle uh the rams right I think if Stefanski was there, I would give the Browns a good chance to win that game. But due to week 17, not looking too good for the Browns against the Steelers backups, I think the Steelers slightly beat the Browns. I think that I actually will pick the Rams ironically to beat the Seahawks. And that's a pretty hot take because they're looking at, oh, well, the Rams haven't played that well recently, right? But the thing about the Rams is their defense, like we, like everyone preaches, it's top two in the NFL. And the quarterback just has to do enough. And the problem is with Seattle. Seattle's defense has been good, but their offense has been atrocious the last couple of weeks. You know, Russell Wilson's been turning the ball over way too much. I mean, again, San, uh, San Francisco, a lot of struggle there, right? And then the four or five matchups, I think the Bucs beat the, the Washington football team. I think it's going to be closer than people expect. I think Washington defense will keep it in them in the game. But Washington's offense is the worst rated offense in the NFL. So they're not going to win that game because they just can't score enough points. And then in terms of Baltimore and Tennessee, I see Baltimore slightly winning that game because I trust Baltimore's defense more than I trust Tennessee's defense, even though Derrick Henry's unbelievable and Ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback. I just think it's, it's going to be a game of stops because I think it's, it will be a shootout. But I think that the Ravens' defense is just a little bit more trustworthy than the Titans. And that's why I think Lamar will get his first playoff win, and that's where I go with that. So your thoughts on that predictions? Um, I think those are some good predictions. Um, I have a few different takes, but um, I think all of them, except for the, the Ravens-Titans game, uh, I think are exactly the same as mine. I surprisingly think the Rams could pull off this upset. I think they have this quarterback who, you know, with Jared Goff out, I mean, he played at the 
I believe the AAF or it was the XFL, one of those two leagues that didn't seem to, to uh, last a uh, season. And in his one game on his uh, debut, he was a, he was a force to be reckoned with. He's a surprise, you know, I, I feel like Pete Carroll isn't going to know what he's, what's coming towards him. And it, I could see some potential in, you know, the Rams defense uh, clutching up against uh, Russell Wilson, who, you know, since 2014 really hasn't had anything successful in the playoffs. I feel like the Rams could definitely shock the world, I, I would say. And then uh, the Titans Ravens game, um, you know, it's a, it's a close one. I I'm going back and forth every day, but nothing can really stop playoff Henry. It, I, except the chiefs, obviously the chiefs stopped him in the uh, AFC championship game, but Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, we don't know. I mean, he's already, you know, not shown up twice and, that's not to say he won't show up this season. I know the Ravens on most people's predictions are a highly underrated team. And if, you know, they got past the Titans, they're probably making a Super Bowl run. I mean, I could totally see that too, but the Titans are probably their worst nightmare in the first round. And if they don't, if, if they don't stop Derrick Henry, I don't see them winning that game, but if they can hold Derrick Henry to under 150 yards, and Lamar Jackson plays the game of his life, I can see them winning that game. And if they do, they can definitely make a, a scare to the Chiefs for a Super Bowl run. Last thing before we wrap up here. So your thoughts on the Giants whole debacle with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'll give you my thoughts on the issue, and then you can go into it. Did Eagles, you know, I think, you know, lose the game, I think, on purpose. But I think that... Peterson did definitely put them in a position to kind of tank. Did I think the Giants were worthy to get in the playoffs? Absolutely not. And they were six and 10, right? They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They didn't have a good enough record. If you look at their games, they really should have been eight and eight or nine and seven. They had too many close games. They really should have won, but they did have a successful season. So I think that with all of that, you know, you can look at the Giants season with everyone still being upset about how it ended and say, Joe Judge did a good job. Do you agree with that? Um, if you're going to ask me if Joe Judge did a good job, I think he did. Like, I think overall, they definitely improved from last season. And the fact that they were in the playoff race for, I would say, minutes in the fourth quarter of that Eagles uh, football team game, then I think that's a good season on Joe Judge's part. But, you know, I, I as a Giants fan, you know, it is it is heartbreaking to see that game and knowing that the Eagles, you know, played us a little bit. But uh, on going to the Giants' side, I mean, they had four games left on that season, winning a division at five and seven to just win one game. They could have won one of those games, and this, this discussion would not even be happening. They would be in the playoffs, but they didn't win one of those games. The only game that they won was that last one against um, the Cowboys that put them in that position. But I feel like it's more on the Giants' end that they should have won one of those three games that they had on their schedule that they did lose. Um, that being said, obviously they lost them. And considering the circumstances, Philadelphia did put the Giants in that position. And, you know, I, I do think the football team is, you know, they're definitely, I guess, a little bit more worthy than the Giants, considering that they do have a stronger defense and they, are, they have a chance. I mean, it's not unlikely. I mean, they did make the playoffs and it's funny to say that, but every team that, I believe has had a losing record to host a home game has won that game. So 
I'm not predicting that the Redskins or the football team, I'm sorry, will uh, pull off the upset, but it's, it's possible. History says that it's possible. And, you know, uh, I don't know if the Giants would do the same. I feel like it's such a New York Giants thing to lose that game. So, you know what? Let the football team try their chances at Tom Brady. And who knows? Maybe they will pull it off. All right, pal. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. And I want to just thank you very much for being on. And um, I think a lot of people definitely took away some interesting stuff from what you had to do with the draft and all that kind of stuff. So I really do appreciate you being on and uh, look forward to having you on again at some point. So thank you again for being on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you.